0: chapter 4 of Joshua they are getting ready as we're going to see later to cross the Jordan chapter 4 and verse 1 says and it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan that the Lord spake unto Joshua saying take you 12 men out of the people of ev- out of every tribe a man and command ye them saying take ye hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and ye shall carry them with you, and leave them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men, whom he had prepared of the children of Israel, out of every tribe of man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan, and take ye up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. That this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, when it passed over Jordan. The waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones, shall be a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded and took up twelve stones out of the midst of Jordan as the Lord spake unto Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel and carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests which bear the ark of the covenant stood. And they are there until this day. For the priests which bear the ark stood in the midst of Jordan until everything was finished that the Lord commanded Joshua to speak unto the people according to all that Moses commanded Joshua. And the people hasted and passed over. And it came to pass when all the people were clean, passed over, that the ark of the Lord passed over and the priests in their presence of the people and the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and half the tribe of Manasseh passed over armed before the children of of Israel as Moses spake unto them. About 40,000 prepared for war passed over before the Lord unto battle to the plains of Jericho. And so read then the Word of God. We're going to look at it, so we're start, going to start at, uh, at ch- chapter one. The, uh, <clears throat> as we pointed out, of course, Moses has, has died, and the people are now getting ready to pass over Jordan. They're about 10 miles uh, east of, uh, of Jericho, and uh, they've probably been there for, for quite a while, and uh, things are getting uh, ready. And uh, there are just some uh, thoughts that came to, more more than just came to my mind. I believe significantly so uh, from this particular incident. We are told in the New Testament, the Old Testament, therefore, our benefit for our learning, and uh, some of these stories are good for us to remember and to learn, and uh, they do indeed uh, benefit. And chapter one and verse two. <clears throat> it says Moses my servant is dead uh, sh- shock maybe something the people didn't expect maybe they did expect it but however it was it was a sad occasion for them for Moses had led them all the time through, uh, through the wilderness and uh, <clears throat> verse 3 says now, now that Moses is dead you're going to go ahead and then verse 3 says, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. I, I, don't, I suspect that wasn't a, a, a literal uh, comment or a command from God, but nevertheless it indicates to us that uh, the people of Israel weren't just to sort of walk in and, and take over, and that was theirs. Every place that their, their foot had trodden on. They'd got to go in, they'd got to possess it. And uh, so it is with us uh, in the work of God. Uh, we can't just sit and uh, expect that God's going to do everything, as it were, for us. We are one to every place where our feet have trodden, every street in Billinghay that our feet have trodden, our are areas, our are places where the gospel needs to go. And, uh, <clears throat> and if we don't take it, it probably won't get there. Down to verse five, uh, God says to him, "There shall not be any uh, man able to withstand before you all the days of my life, of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee." And that must have been a real encouragement uh, to Joshua. He had seen Moses um, acting on behalf of God. He'd seen the way God had uh, helped him and prepared him, and and uh, met all of his needs. And now that same God is saying to Joshua. That I will be with Moses. I will be with you, just as you were, as I was with Moses. And just a reminder for us that uh, we can look back over the um, the history of the church, if you will, and we can see great times there where God blessed the church and uh, where the gospel made real inroads and so on and so forth. And it's the same God that's with us that was with them. And so, instead of uh, sometimes almost feeling like uh, throwing up your hands and what's going to happen, we re- need to remember that that God is the one who's with us and is um, given us the commission of taking that gospel uh, to the to the uh, to the world. There's rather a contrasting verse that uh, <laughs> the strap. Maybe it's my sense of humour or something, but I'm not quite sure. But verse five says. God saying, I will be with you. And then uh, go, jump to verse um, 16. And uh, <clears throat> Joshua has told the people, and they answered Joshua, saying, All that thou commandest us, we will do, and whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. According as we hearken unto Moses in all things, so we will hearken unto thee. Uh, must have uh, stretched Joshua's imagination. And, and, and the people's sense of reality. For 40 years, they had been a pain to, to Moses. They hadn't listened to him. They hadn't done what he'd, what he'd told them to do and so on. They'd, and continually gone through. And here they are telling Joshua, this new leader, as we obeyed Moses, so we're going to obey you. And I bet his sort of heart sank uh, when, he, when he heard that. And uh, I suspect they probably thought it and it just made me, made me think um, I tend to think that I'm pretty good and I'm useful and so on but I wonder what, uh, what other people think when they see me or they see you you and I think that we are pretty capable but we need a, a, a reality check sometimes and uh, <clears throat> sometimes we we think, well, okay, we're, uh, We'll obey you as we obeyed Moses, but uh, Moses, but uh, previous pastors have come and given their lives and and uh, worked here, and uh, we're going to be we're going to support the church like they did too. But uh, it's so easy just to sort of forget that sometimes, and it just struck me as <laughs> as being a, a most um, unusual response uh, by the people. Back up to, to verse 11, having dealt with that sort of sidetrack bit there. Verse 11, the, the, oh, verse 10 says, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host, then command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three days we shall pass over, over this Jordan. Get ready for that thing which you've been waiting for 40 years to happen. And uh, I suspect some of those people were excited. Nothing could stop them. They, they certainly got everything together that they thought they might need and could possibly take with them. And there are others who thought, we've been here before. We've gone 40 years and still haven't got through, still haven't got to the promised land. Just plot on. But the job that we have, the ministry that, that, that we have, is an exciting one it's not just something that might happen it's not something that might be important it's a ministry which is of vital importance it's of vital importance to the world in which we live that God has placed us it's of vital importance may I say to God because he is looking and expecting us to get on with that job of reaching that that world he will build his church and you and I can be involved in it uh, if we will, or on the other hand, we can kind of sit back and think, well, what's the point? Because as we look at what's happening in the spiritual life of of the world and of our country in these days, <clears throat> it's not very encouraging. And we can be discouraged very easily, but we need to be the people who aren't discouraged easily, but who are encouraged easily. And so they're getting, getting ready then to go um, across... Uh, Jordan. Chapter 2 is the story of uh, the two spies who went into. To, um... You know where I'm talking about. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Where were they going? Jericho. I'm sorry. You'll have, just have to bear with me and live with me. One of these days, you're going to forget. So just have, have, have patience, but pay attention what finally comes out okay uh, they, they went, <coughs> went into Jericho to see what was what and they came back to, uh, to Joshua and verse 24 of uh, chapter 2 says and they said unto Joshua truly the Lord hath delivered in, into our hands all the land truly the Lord hath delivered into our hands all the land that reminds us doesn't it they used to sing a chorus uh, when you're growing up about the spies who went, to, um, went into, into, into the land and ten were bad and two were good. Well, that was a different, different um, episode. But uh, how easy it is to be of those ten. We can see all the things that go wrong, all the difficulties uh, and, uh, and so on. They came back and reported. They were, basically, they were men of vision. And that's very much what uh, what's needed today. We need men and women of vision. See what needs to be done, see how it can be done and what needs to be done, and so on, and, and, and get on on with it. They reported that God had given them. My thoughts went to of men of vision. was it? Joel, and, uh, you know probably know those verses very well where <clears throat> where God was looking for or the or the young, young men will have visions and the old men will dream dreams. And uh, it's so easy to dream dreams. I'm probably the oldest one here. Okay? And it's easy to dream dreams. But that's not the way it should be. God is looking for, for men, old men. Just because you're going up in years doesn't mean to say that that's the end of your, uh, of your ministry or involvement, the work that needs to be done. We still need uh, old men who will dream, get excited about what they dream. You excited about what you dream? But it all talks in, in Joel there, doesn't it? Not just about uh, the old man dreaming dreams, but it talks about the young. And having visions, Now remind us, a uh, throwaway comment that I'm probably older than all of you. So all of you are younger than me. So all of you come into this, 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 this comment by a list of verse uh, of um, of Joel, the young shall, shall have visions." okay? Every single one of you ought to be having visions, I can dream. But you can, you can have visions. What vision do you have? What vision do you have for the, for the life of the church? What vision do you have for the work of the gospel around the world? Do we get excited about those things? What is your vision for the work of God? Here in Benninghay and further afield. Well, chapter um, three, and the people are moved to the um, to the banks of the river. And verse fifteen says, "And as um, <coughs> sorry, uh, as they that bear the ark were come come unto Jordan, and the, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped into the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all its banks all the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood." I wonder if it's been you and me. We've got all the people, we've, we, we, we've alerted them, we're going, going across Jordan. They've got their supplies ready, and they've, they've gone those eight or ten miles probably to the banks of Jordan, and it's overflowing. I wonder what you would do. Well, maybe we ought to wait. The river will go down sometime. We'll just wait. But that's not what happened and not what they did and neither should that be. Oh, we, we can see all sorts of problems in the, in, the, um, in, in the work that we're involved in. We can see all sorts of difficulties and some of them do look like rivers that are flooded. Where we lived <clears throat> down in, in Brazil. The river during the dry season on which we lived was about six feet wide. In the wet season, after the rain, it went about 13 miles wide. Well, it looks impossible. And uh, so sometimes does the the work and the ministry and life of the church. But don't let's stop just because it looks difficult. What happened was the priests put their feet, dipped their feet into the water, and lo and behold, it stopped. And it might surprise us, you know, what God might do as we commit ourselves completely to him in in, in the work of ministry, in the work of, of the church. Sorry, I need to find my next notes. Joshua had chosen twelve people, twelve men, one from each tribe. At the beginning of this incident. And they, they appear later on. But he didn't tell them what he wanted them for. He just uh, selected 12 men. And all they knew was that Joshua had, um, had chosen them. Well, it reminds me of, of um, Abraham. Reminds me of, you remember that? Where God said to Abraham, He said, Get up and go. And Abraham didn't say to God, well, where, what, how, when, anything else. He got up and went. And uh, sometimes we, have, we are too inquisitive of God, as it were. He's shown us a task that needs to be done. And uh, he doesn't choose to tell us all the reasons and how and when and why is at this point. But we need to have that attitude of heart and of spirit that uh, God wants it done let's do it and so the twelve turned up later, uh, later on um, <clears throat> verse 17 uh, yeah verse 17 of ch- chapter 4 sorry I've, I've jumped over a page of notes and a, two pages in my bible too so we'll leave that as, <laughs> you can read it for yourself later on. chapter 4 and uh, <clears throat> verse uh, seventeen. Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, "Come ye up out of Jordan." They, the priests were gone in front of the people. They in right bang in the middle of the, of the, of the uh, dried riverbed. They had stood with the ark of the covenant, and while they were there, the um, the people were able to cross over uh, the Jordan. That's another miracle. Uh, Whether you, you see miracles. Uh, that aren't quite so obvious sometimes but uh, the water had stopped running but the ground was wet surely, or it wasn't but it naturally would have been wet and you get a few thousand million people marching across the same spot of, of riverbed it would become bogged down and impossible to do it but it was dried out not just was the water stopped but the land in which they passed was dried out God working and uh, so verse 18 and it came to part of chapter 4 and it came to pass when the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord were come up out of the midst of Jordan and the soles of the priest's feet were lifted up into the dry land that the waters of Jordan returned unto their place and flowed over all his banks as they did before (laughs) And the people came up out of Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and encamped in Gilgal in the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. Those twelve people that he had selected uh, early on in the incident he then uh, ch- ch- chose them again and got, told them what he wanted them to do. He wanted them to go out back into the middle of the river where the um, where the priesthood stood, and they were to collect one stone each and bring it back to the shore uh, to build um, a remembrance of what had happened. I wonder, it, I, I'm not quite sure what, what the verse is, as I so I lost my place in, the, in, the, in my notes here, but I, I know it says this, go and get a stone and put it on your shoulder, That little phrase is right there. Look for it uh, in Joshua here. On your shoulder, what does that indicate? A little pebble? Or a big stone. How easy it is to kid ourselves and to... Well, not to kid ourselves, but how easy it is for us to, to choose small things to do that need to be done. God's looking for somebody who's prepared to... What size stone would you have picked up if you'd been one of those people? There? Would you have picked up one that went... Would I have picked up one that went... Go... I need him a shoulder to pick it up and carry it? Or would I... I mean, I, I, I would have been... I would have been scared. I've just... you imagine those people crossing over the uh, uh, over the river, bed. The, the river stopped up about nine, ten miles up river. It stopped back up there. But who knows when it's going to start come, come back down again. And I need to get across in a hurry. Make sure I get it. Get across. And here's Joshua saying, he go back into the middle and get a stone. We're told that the people hasted across. I bet they did. Wouldn't you? You wouldn't have dawdled as you go, go across that riverbank to get, to get the other type. You and I, probably. I shouldn't judge you, I suppose, but uh, a friend of ours in, in America used to say, we're all made out of the same cookie dough. We're all made the same... You know, we're, we're the same sort of people. What frightens me probably frightens you. And what would have affected me probably would affect you. And I would have wanted to get in and out of that river as quick as I could. I hasted. And they got across... And they put the stones up. And uh, the people asked Joshua what those stones were for. What mean? Verse verse 21 of chapter 4 says, And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, 'What What mean these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, "Israel came over this Jordan on dry land, for the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan." And so that uh, that uh, pile of stones was to remind the people, down through the generations, of what God had done. And we come then. If I can find it. Verse 20, uh, chapter 22 of Proverbs. Only just a, a few pages, or quite a few pages down. Proverbs 22 and verse 28. And the writer of Proverbs says this remove not the ancient landmarks which thy fathers have set. And all that story of crossing the Jordan and everything that happened there. Uh, Comes to this sort of climax for us this morning. Remove not the ancient stones i 'm not talking about sort of minor uh, uh, relatively insignificant things, whether we change the lights light fittings or something other or whatever else we might, might, we might want to do, but, but the stones of foundation to the the, the the gospel on which this church was was founded, the theology which was, which has been taught and uh, uh, expounded uh, over over the years. It's so easy to forget how many churches at the uh, twenty, thirty years well, not even that. I was reading actually an article this morning in the um, Evangelical Times, I think it was. and the church, which is one' always thought as being a uh, fairly sort of solid and okay suddenly changing tack. It's so easy to happen. And uh, the story of Joshua reminds us that we have, a, we have a church to build. I don't mean the church of hey, We have a church, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, to build. We have a local church to build too. And don't you dare remove the stones that were set by those who established the work here.